Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Anxious Pastor Podcast. My name's Aaron Lee. If you didn't know that, I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm a pastor out of Louisville, Kentucky, who I walk through my journey with anxiety on a regular basis, and I just want to invite you into that because what I've found is that we really can't do this stuff alone. And it's so important for us to create community. And that's what the podcast is all about. It's about creating community and talking about the things that oftentimes don't get talked about very much, especially in the church. If you're a person that goes to church and believes in Jesus, we don't really talk about this topic on a regular basis. So that's what this podcast is all about. So I want you to know that you're welcome here. If this podcast uh, is helpful to you, please hit the subscribe button. It helps us out so much. And then you can share it on social media and with your friends and family. Also, we just want you to know that you are a part of this community, and so you can jump over to Facebook and join the Anxious Pastor Community Group. That's a group of people who are sharing their struggles with anxiety, and hopefully um, you just know that you're not alone through, through doing that. The most important thing about this podcast is that we live a real life and we live an authentic life. You'll hear me talk about that uh, a lot, and we do that by sharing and just talking about the things that we all deal with on an everyday basis. So in this episode, we're talking about the emotional roller coaster of life. So let's be real, let's live authentic, and let's get trying. In today's episode, we're talking about the emotional roller coaster of life, and especially for those of us who deal with anxiety on a regular basis. I'm, I'm going to assume that even if you don't deal with anxiety, you can relate to this topic because we all have up days and down days and, and side days and and it's like a roller coaster. If you think about a roller coaster, a roller coaster is is going to take you up these big hills and then drop you really quickly. And then it's going to be uh, loops and turns and all that fun stuff. And some roller coasters are shaky, some ro roller coasters are smooth, and some are very, very uncomfortable. And I think we can all relate to that, especially those of us who deal with anxiety. So just jump into that, lean into lean into that topic because that's the way we're going to look at look at life in today's episode. And so the two things that we're going to talk about are the high days and the low days. So think of the peaks and the valleys that we deal with on a regular basis and so we'll dig into those. So I want to talk about high days for a moment. I'm the type of person who really needs to have value, needs to understand value. And and whether that's a, an insecurity thing, and I, I do believe it is, or it's just the way I was created, I believe every person needs that feeling of value. Uh, otherwise, what's the point? Uh, kind of what it feels like, right? And I think my high days are filled with are filled with value. They're filled with feeling like my work matters, that it's helping people. It's, it's being an encouragement to people. Also, I believe that in my high days, I get to be a, a, a good husband and a good father. And on those days, I'm seeing my wife uh, being happy and encouraged and loved by me. And 
I'm able to see my kids growing and uh, and growing in their understanding of the Lord and what his love is for them. And I you know those are good days. Also in my high days, I would say are healthy relationships. I have I have great friends and those friends I when I get to experience time with them, those are high days. Those are those are good days. And so I think a lot of times we're going up those those hills and those emotional hills and we get to the top and we're excited and we have these blessings over our lives but then the high days drop us and we find ourselves in the low valleys. And so it's that emotional roller coaster. And so that's the second piece to this is there are high days and the second piece is there are low days. In those low days, it's basically the opposite of what I feel feel in high days. I feel undervalued. I feel unloved. I feel underappreciated. A lot of times when someone that I know and I care about seems to not be the same towards me as they were in my high days, I will project um, a lack of love or a lack of value onto them, that they don't care about me as much or they don't love me as much. And so I don't feel valued. I don't feel appreciated. If I do something at work that I've spent a lot of time doing and I don't feel like anybody saw the effort that I put into it, then I feel underappreciated and those are low days. Some days I wake up and I just don't feel good. I don't know if you're like that, but I would imagine that if you're the type person who struggles with anxiety or if you struggle with depression, and I believe wholeheartedly that if you struggle with depression, then this emotional roller coaster really, really hits home with you because I get that. I've dealt with that. But if you, if, if you find yourself waking up and it's like you're totally opposite of what you were when you started the day before, it, you you start to ask yourself, how did I get here? I mean, nothing's happened in, in the six, seven, eight hours of sleep that I got that would change my mood. But I think we all just have those things that we deal with, and that's the reality of life. That's the reality that that we're not always going to have high days. I don't know about you, but I think we just tend to want to always have high days. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to have a high day every single day? And I think that those those good days are are there and they're valuable. But we also have days that are struggles. Everybody does. I mean, think about it for a minute. Can you say that every single day you make it to work on time? and you didn't hit traffic? Can you say every single day that you've enjoyed being stuck in your house during this quarantine? Can you say that every single day that your kids were perfect angels who never did anything wrong at all? No, everybody knows that's not true. The reality is, is that when we can accept the fact that there are peaks and valleys in our lives, then we can understand how we can walk through them, how we can wrestle through them, or how we can bring the good into the bad, if that makes sense. So think about that for a moment. Where where would you say you're at today? Would you say that you're the type of person who's usually in high, high um, peaks, or are you the person that finds themselves 
in low valleys often. Or maybe one day's good, one day's bad, one day's good, one day's bad, and you're just back and forth and you don't know how to handle it. I think all of us can relate to that. When we take that assessment of our lives, when we take that that assumption or that that evaluation of ourselves, then we're able to see a real perspective of, of what we're dealing with and what we're walking through. I think so many people, me included, tend to just think that we can push ourselves up the hill and get back to the top with our own momentum. And man, I, I don't think that that's possible without some really great tools and more importantly, the Lord. So that being said, we have to have a, a true assessment of ourselves. So answering that question of what what's your roller coaster look like? I mean, are you on a wooden roller coaster that's knocking you around all over the place? Are you on one that's going through a lot of loops and it's smooth, but it's still got a lot going on? Or you may be on one of those roller coasters where you're like, get me off of this thing the moment you start going because it is crazy. Um, I I think we all can say that there's something about that that can help us understand what is going on in our lives. And so if you're feeling undervalued, if you're feeling unloved or underappreciated, then this is a chance for you to make an assessment of that and see where you are. And by doing that, here's what happens. We're able to be real and we're able to live authentic. And and through that real and that that realness and that authenticity we're able to be open with the world. Okay, now I want to stop there for a second and tell you confession uh, is one thing. You're confessing your sins, confessing the things that you're struggling with is one thing. But being real and honest and authentic is another piece. You can be the type of person that, that confesses and admits and, and to the people that are closest to you. But we want to be real and authentic with the world. And what I mean by that is not airing out our grievances. It means that we're sharing our struggles with the world because that's why I do this. So I'm talking to you right now with that whole thing in mind that by telling you where I'm coming from, maybe you can feel like you can relate and you then know you're not alone. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing that stuff to light and it's allowing us to be real. It's allowing us to be authentic, and that's why we do this. What I want us to understand, though, is that so much of this is self-inflicted. I know like, there's probably thoughts running through your head like, what do you mean by that? Okay, self-inflicted mean is, is we choose to look at the bad things in life. So we force ourselves into a low day. Think about it. We force ourselves into a low day. So we're, we're in good, a good season of life and we start seeing all the things that are negative about us or we start seeing all the things that are negative. I don't have that house or I don't have that car or she's prettier than I am or he's fitter than I am or they're more talented than I am. And you know what that does to me? It pushes me right down to the bottom and it makes me live in my insecurity and it makes me live in feeling undervalued and unloved. And so I've chosen by looking at people that way to put myself in that position. 
I think it is so important for us to realize that there are things that we would view as negative, but there's also things that we choose to be negative. Does that make sense? There are things that we choose to be negative. So take that evaluation. What roller coaster are you on? What are the things that are affecting you? And ask yourself the question, are you choosing to push yourself down into bad days? Could be a game changer for you. All right, so high days, low days. What do we do about them? What, what do we do with them? I think you got to think of it like this. I, I heard the analogy of, man, if we had a bottle, then we could bottle up all the good things or a jar that we could bottle up all the good things and we could take it with us in the bad days and then drink from it. Man, wouldn't that be awesome? So then you could just relive those good things. Well, I kind of think it, it's that mindset. If you, if you can think about that mindset for a moment, hey, maybe, maybe that could help us. And so first and foremost, if you're a believer in Jesus, you should already know this. If you're not a believer in Jesus, I want you to hear this. There is a love and a peace and a hope that is far beyond our understanding. Even in the highs and the lows, there's a peace that's beyond all understanding. And that's the love of Jesus. And I think that is the foundation of this jar, this jar that we have. You, you put that in there and that is what should get us through life. That should be enough, honestly, to get us through life. And so here's what I want us to understand. And I'm going to go down a theological path here for a second. I think so often we focus on salvation. We, th- we focus on the saving ourselves from hell. That we forget what this is all about. What this life is all about. And I hope you can answer what I'm about to say. What is this life all about? It's about a relationship with Jesus. Okay, I sound like a preacher and I am a pastor, but I'm not a preacher, I'm a music guy. That being said, salvation is the benefit of having a relationship with Jesus. Salvation is the benefit of having a relationship with Jesus. Oftentimes we feel like we have to work our way into heaven when we have this really silly old school song that our kids sing that makes it pretty simple for us. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It is so simple. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's God's why. Why does he allow us to live? Why does he allow us to breathe? Why does he allow us to keep going? Because he loves us. That's why. He loves us. He wants a relationship with us. The Bible says that we are his children. We're we're children of God. That's part of what we miss out when we're struggling hard in these low days. Even in high days, we sometimes forget it. So where are you today? Do you know that truth? 
Do you know that it's about a relationship with Jesus? The benefit of salvation comes from a relationship with Jesus. It's not the other way around. It's not get get the benefit and then build a relationship. It's here's the relationship. Jesus wants us to walk with him. He wants us to be with him. He's sitting right beside of us on the roller coaster. I can see him with his hands raised in the air. Like, check this out. Jesus is with us. And that is so important. That's the foundation. The hope we have is not just in the eternal that's come. It's the fact the hope we have is in the love that Jesus has for us, that he's with us right now. Man, that changes so much. And I hope you hear that, and I hope you see that, because it's it's beautiful. The next thing I think we have to have in our jar, so if the first thing is Jesus' love, it has to be in the jar. The next thing we have to have in that jar is the blessings that we have in our lives. So look at your good days. Find those moments where you're like, hey, this is cool. I love what's going on in my life. And you say, my family, my spouse, my wife is is my number one blessing in life. Then my kids. And, and even when they're crazy, even when they're driving me nuts, which happens a lot, they're still amazing because they're a blessing in my life. Hey, what about my home? The fact that I have a home that I can be in and live in and be warm and be cool and be safe all because it's a blessing over my life. I can take those things. I can put that in that jar so that I can remember them. What about your finances? The fact that you have money to be able to buy groceries or to buy food, to buy clothing. Those are all blessings. And it's not limited to these things. Those are the easiest things for me to think of. But there are blessings that go in that jar along with God's love, Jesus's love that we need to be reminded of. The next thing that needs to go in that jar are responsibilities. Now, before you freak out, I know we think of the word responsibility and we're like, oh man, that's that's a boring word. That's a word that just, oh man, it means we have to do something. No, we get to do things. We have responsibility because we've been given the opportunity to work. So we have a responsibility to be good stewards of what we're given. Our homes, again, it is a blessing, but it's also a responsibility. And with those responsibilities, we're given an opportunity to do something. It gives us purpose. It gives us life. And I think we need to see those things. We need to put those things in that jar because oftentimes when we're down there on, on the, in the pit, we feel like we have nothing to live for. Well, this jar is going to show us that we have something to live for. I mean, think about it. And I love that because it's a reminder to me that my purpose isn't just in looking great to other people, but my purpose is in living a life where I steward the blessings I have and the people that I have been given um, in, a, in a great way because that's what the Lord wants me to do. I have an amazing wife and I have amazing kids. Hey, my responsibility is to be a good husband. My responsibility is to be a good father that trains my kids to love the Lord. And I think that's what it's got to be. I think that's what I've got to put in that jar. And then the last thing I think we got to put in that jar is that there's good all around us. Think about that. How often do we just think about the negative? Turn on the TV, you see all the negative. 
walk out into the world and it tends to feel like there's a lot of negative. But I hope you know that there's some good going on too. There's some good things happening in people's lives. There's elderly people whose neighbors are going and getting groceries for them because those elderly people may be afraid to get out right now. That's a good thing. There's churches like our church that are pulling together basic needs to to help provide for people that don't have that. That's amazing. Those are the things we need to be doing. There are people texting me and checking on me, and I'm texting and checking on them. Those are good things because we love and we care about one another. There's good in the world. There's people on the front lines of healthcare who are pouring themselves out to help people who are sick right now. That is a good thing. It may be a bad situation, but it's a good thing. And oftentimes we get caught up in only the bad and we forget the good. And so we got to top that jar off with the good things. We got to top it off. We got to give the perspective and see the perspective of, of the beauty of what's going on around us. I don't know about you, but there's something as simple as the sunshine outside. The fact that I can walk outside and I can take a breath and say, man, it is a beautiful day. That should go in my jar. I should, I should take that with me on those low days and I should pull those things out and remember, hey, there's good things. The last thing I want to mention, though, as you take that jar with you down into those low days is to say to yourself, you know, I know that what I'm feeling right now has hope. I know there's good things that come, but I don't feel it. I want to address that because you're probably sitting there. There's some of you probably sitting there thinking like, hey, I I agree with you. What you're saying is true, but I don't know how to feel what you're saying. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Even as I talk about this, I'm thinking to myself, man, if I could only feel all these things that I'm talking about. And I don't know that there's an exact science to it. But I want to go back to that one thing of Jesus' love. If you're a believer, I hope you get it again. If you're not a believer, this may be something that will help you. I know it will help you. But in this, this topic, it, it, it should help you. We were meant to be with Jesus. And we fight it so often that that's what we were meant for. And the reality is, is we need to accept that things aren't always going to be perfect. We're going to have low days. And in those low days, I have to hold on to his love. And his love is found all throughout my life. It's found in every day of my life and every breath that I take. And that's really the good that should get me up the next hill. And I know you might know it and you might not even feel it. But don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep trying. Keep pressing. Take drinks from that jar. Maybe it'll quench your thirst when when you see the love of Jesus for you. I can tell you I don't have this perfected, but I, I get it. I have days where I forget it, and I have days where I struggle with it, but I get it. So remember, there are high days, there are good days, there are low days, there are depressing days, and that's okay. Don't try to make your life perfect. It's not going to be. Accept the fact that you're going to have those, that a roller coaster of emotions, that roller coaster of, of struggles, and just work through it. Keep going. 
because there's hope. There's good still to come. There's good around you. There's hope around you. And that's what this is all about. So as we wrap up this episode, I hope, as always, that this has been helpful. If it has been helpful, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the share button. Share it out. Give it to people. Help them see that they're not alone in what they're dealing with. And you know, the reality is, is that community is so much stronger than us individually. And so by leaning into that, we're able to do more together than we can alone. So also be sure to check out theanxiouspastor.com. We have more content over there. It's just a great way to keep the, the thoughts going and to keep the resources out there for one another and just growing through this. Also, you know, I think it's important for us to um, share what we're struggling with. And if you can tell me some of the things that you're dealing with so that I can have topics that will help hit home for you, please shoot me an email at theanxiouspastor at gmail.com and just share those with me. That's a lot of where this stuff comes from is me just dealing with stuff. And I think, man, I need to talk about that because I'm dealing with it. And that's why I do it. So if you can share some of the things that would help you, then we can do this together. That's what it's all about. It's not about me. It's about us doing this together. So yeah, if we can do that, we're going to be able to live uh, a real life, live an authentic life. So let's get trying. 